I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, y'all. I'm Joe Tower, and you're listening to Tales of Male Folly, a storytelling podcast based on the Los Angeles live show of the same name. The live show features a lineup of four performers, all male, telling true stories that put the embarrassment and shame back into being a man. Each episode of this podcast will feature one new story by one new storyteller, recorded live at one of our past shows, and presented to you here and now, as is. If you're in the L.A. area, check out our website, talesofmalefolly.com, for more info as well as upcoming event dates and times. You can also find us on Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. You can't find us on Twitter because fuck Twitter. All right, enough small talk. Let's get on with the folly. This episode's Tale of Male Folly comes from our most recent live show at the Virgil, when our very own Alex Cadet graced our stage for a second time. Alex is a co-producer of Tales of Male Folly, designs all of the promotional material, and co-hosts our other podcast right here on the Extra Credit Network, The Wild Brunch with Alex and Joe. He is an Emmy-nominated writer and producer, my man Boo, and a dad to Elliot, who one time got pretty curious about the rather risque incidents of paranormal fellatio in the original Ghostbusters. So in the spirit of Male Folly, and of course, Father's Day, here's Alex's story about very nearly describing the logistics of a ghost blowjob to his four-year-old son. Happy Father's Day, Alex. Now let's get on with the folly. Hi, I'm Disguise Kit Joe. No, I am Alex Gradette, and recently I became a dad. No, don't, what, no, my kid's four. Most of you have hung out with him. Let me, but let me explain then what I mean by recently. When my wife Tanya and I had this kid, mostly her, uh, Yes, I became 100% more of a dad than I'd been the day before. But I wasn't a dad. Yes, I t- helped take care of the feeding and the, and the rocking and the swaddling and the wiping and the changing and all of that. And beyond that, though, my responsibilities were basically limited to bodyguard work. Protection against things like bookcases or falling rocks or broken glass or this kid's own neck that can't hold up his own fucking head. Actually, for a minute, like, it's a miracle any of us is here right now. Uh, not just because of the head and neck thing, but because your dad was basically me. But so that, my basic job was to get between this kid and force majeure. Doesn't make me a dad. And really, at that point, he wasn't even really a kid. He was mostly just this agreeable little blorp that I could take to the park and get credit for putting in a Run DMC onesie. Like, and, uh, you know, but that just makes him basically an iPhone that I have an eye for putting a clever case on and not letting the screen get cracked. Doesn't make him a kid, 
doesn't make me a dad. No, you're not a dad. Actually, I don't want to speak for you. You're on your own path. I was not a dad until it had nothing to do with protecting the kid from force majeure. I was not a dad until I had to protect the kid from me, the B minus C plus personality dumbass I'd been up to and including the day he was born. Let's get into it. About a year ago, Elliot, that's his name, he comes home from daycare, says, Dad, do you want to play Ghostbusters? First of all, the answer is yes. Second of all, this is a weird pull for a three-year-old. The, the new movie hadn't come out yet. This was not in the ether. But I write it off because toddlers are just wrapping their mi minds and their mouths around language and they're mashing words together. It's not weird for a kid to take Ghost and Buster, put it together, fine, yeah, let's play Ghostbusters, I say to him. Okay, I'll be Ray and you be Egon. Which is crazy for two reasons. One, nobody wants to be Ray. Two, this is getting alarmingly specific. So we do a little investigation, and we find out there's this kid at his daycare, Tristan. Tristan has a big brother who's about eight. Big brother watches Ghostbusters, tells Tristan all about it. Tristan goes to daycare, tells all the kids about it. Mystery solved. Now, mind you, I wasn't complaining up to that point, because really, having a kid with ESP that's limited to uh, movie references is kind of my ideal hang, <laughs> because sometimes Joe has a conflict. <laughs> Thanks. So, Tanya and I talk it over and we think, let's see how far this can go. And we're like, hey buddy, did you know there is a Ghostbusters movie? Yes, of course he knows there's a Ghostbusters movie. Flops out right back at us. Well, buddy, do you know we have the Ghostbusters movie? Do you want to watch the Ghostbusters movie? And by the way, before you guys get nervous that this is a story about telling, showing a kid a movie he's much too young for and feel like calling child services, don't. Save your quarter, that part's coming. We, so we make a big thing out of it. We make popcorn and we dim the lights and we tell them that the one rule is, buddy, if you get scared, we're just gonna turn it off. No big deal, it's just a movie. And we are on the edge of our seats watching this kid watch the movie. Because from minute one, there's the library ghost, and she is, I'm sorry, she's scary as fuck. He's fine. Here comes Slimer, he's gross. Kid's fine with it. And if you must know, by the way, if you're keeping score, what turned him off was when um, Dana floats above her sheets, because let's be real, Sigourney Weaver sells that shit. And it is, and it is, yes. Thank you, Ms. Weaver. Um, and it's, yeah, of course a three-year-old's gonna be frightened of that. So I felt a little bit bad that we couldn't predict that one, but whatever, we held up our end of the bargain, turned the movie off, thought nothing of it. And he didn't feel bad, he wasn't worried about it. He had been psyched about the whole experience, he was really into it, and uh, figured he would try it again, we would try it again some other time, no harm, no foul. And then the questions began. Quick sidebar, how many of you are parents? That's, that's the appropriate enthusiasm for the response. Because you know, questions, while being a super important part of the development of the human mind, fucking suck. And, and they are incessant, and they should be. These kids don't know anything, they wanna know everything, and it's your job to be a gateway to that, and I think that's great. But also, you're just a person having a day. 
it's a few days after uh, after we watch Ghostbusters. It's the following weekend. It's a Saturday. Uh, Tanya has to work. I'm hanging out with Elliot all day. It's late in the day. He has not napped. I have nothing left in the tank. <laughs> I make him an appointment to go get a haircut because not just because he needs one, but because that'll be 20, 25 minutes that another adult will be responsible for him. <laughs> Even if it's an adult who is dragging scissors across his head and face. Fuck it, she has a license, it's fine. So I go hand him over, and uh, I sit and recharge my batteries at this kitty salon as much as you can recharge your batteries at a place that has 12 TV screens shooting Finding Nemo at your face. Uh, and we get back in the car. Hey, buddy, you want to put some music on? I'm thinking maybe he'll fall asleep. <laughs> he didn't fall asleep. I wouldn't be up here to say, and then he fell asleep. Hey, buddy, you want to put some music on? Ghostbusters! That's fine. I happen to have that on my phone. We put on the classic Ray Parker Jr. track, Ghostbusters. <laughs> when it's done, he wants to hear Ghostbusters again. So we put it on again. And the thing is, you guys know that Ray Parker's Ghost, Ray Parker Jr., excuse me, Ghostbusters is not the most varied track. It has an air of repetition to it to begin with. And now it is literally on repeat. It is a 12-minute 12 12 drive from the salon to our house, and we have somehow already listened to the song 34 times. We are through the looking glass on space-time. And that's when the questions begin. Dad? Yeah, bud. You know the part in Ghostbusters when Ray has a dream and the ghost pulls his pants down? For those of you that didn't respond immediately, the scene he's describing is the scene where, as described in the 2015 psychological thriller Ex Machina, a ghost gives Dan Aykroyd oral sex. Let's get into it. Dad, you know in Ghostbusters the part where Ray is dreaming and the ghost pulls his pants down? Yeah, buddy. All right, parents, what is the worst follow-up question? Worst, most open-ended follow-up question. I'm counting on you. Why? Why? Everything else has a precise answer. And the thing is, I'm not trying to get up here and be like, yeah, I'm the first person whose kid asked him why. When your kid says why, I'm sure they have their own way of doing it. When my kid does it, it cannonballs out of the center of his head, born on the indignation that this information has been withheld from him in the first place. It, it whipsaws out of his sinus cavity like Howard Dean. Dad, you know in Ghostbusters the part where Ray's dreaming and the ghost pulls his pants down? Yeah, buddy. Why? <laughs> Back me up, honey. That's pretty spot on, right? Well, because cause it's funny. Why? Well, because 
when it happens to another person, when it's in the third person, it's kind of embarrassing for them, but it's funny for you. I'm getting high-minded with a three-year-old uh, on, on a napless afternoon. And what's worse is at the same time, I'm tracking it in my mind, I'm like, don't do this because he's gonna be the kid at daycare who's pantsing everyone because dad said it's funny when you do that. <laughs> well, buddy, because it's funny when someone's pants fall down. Why? Well, because, I don't know, you're like a ghost walks through walls or slimes somebody, you're not expecting them to pull someone's pants. Why? Well, buddy, because honest to God, like, it's just because, well, actually, fun fact, the dream sequence is actually part of a longer deleted scene that's set at an, old, at an abandoned military fort, which if, you pay which if you pay close attention, that's why Ray is in military regalia, but they cut the scene for pacing, and Dan Aykroyd, unwilling to die on that hill, said, I'm getting this scene in the movie, make it a dream sequence. Why? Well, because Dan Aykroyd is a weird-ass guy who nowadays sells vodka in Crystal Skulls. So if you subtract 30 years off that, this is not actually that weird. Why? Okay, buddy. You really want to know, like I'm Martin Riggs with the jumper and lethal weapon. You really want to know why the ghost pulls Ray's pants down? My friend Steven is a pilot, and a couple of years ago in Brooklyn, he was giving me a ride home, and he goes to turn, and it's the wrong way down a one-way street. And I very calmly and quietly say to him, oh, no, don't do that. And he pumps the brakes, writes the car, takes the right turn, and says, you know, in pilot school, or whatever it's called, in pilot school, they train us to keep our voices level and calm because it keeps an emergency situation from escalating. You'd make a really good pilot, and I absolutely would not. But I was relieved to find out at that point that I had in me this quiet, calm voice that in case of emergency is in there somewhere to step in. All right, buddy, you really want to know why the ghost pulls Ray's pants down? Oh, no, don't do that, it said to me. <laughs> Silence in the car. Silence except for Ray Parker Jr., because that's not ending. Silence in the car as the quiet, calm voice takes center stage in my mind and says, you understand, you are, by virtue of just having a bad day and being in need of a nap, either you or him, about to shatter something that will not come back together neatly. And if you think a scene in Ghostbusters is bringing follow-up questions you're having trouble with, where do you think the next thing you're about to say is heading? And most importantly, it says quietly and calmly, I'm amazed I have to explain this to you, but you do not tell three-year-olds about blowjobs. <laughs> Buddy, I don't know. It's just funny to me. And we drive home, the rest of the way home in mostly silence on our 40th repeat of Ghostbusters. <laughs> I get him home, eyes full of questions, best left unasked or unanswered. Tanya has made it home from work. She tags in. She goes to play with Elliot and compliment him on his nice new haircut while I go into the bedroom to fall into full body tremors over what I came so close to doing. And that was when the quiet, calm voice came back again, popped the tab on a can of serotonin that it poured all over my brain. And I said, but why? I'm, I've, I've, been horrible. I mean, yes, this is great material for Joe's show someday, but this was, I don't know if I should be allowed to continue doing this. And the quiet, calm voice said, yes, but you made it right to the edge 
and you walked it back. You have saved him. You have protected him from the B-minus C-plus dumbass that you have been since long before you were his dad. And that was when I realized, huh, I'm a dad. Thank you very much. You've been wonderful. Thank you for your time. Thanks so much for listening. Our live show is produced every other month at the Virgil in Los Angeles by me, Joe Tower, with the help of Brian Weiss and Alex Gredet. It's presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. This podcast is produced by me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, and also for subscription on SoundCloud, along with a bunch of other great podcast content as part of the Extra Credit Network. If you liked what you heard here, please subscribe and rate us. Or if you hated what you heard here and want us to fuck off, leave us a review and tell us what we can do better. If you'd like to contact us, or if you have a story to tell in spoken or written form, you can email us at talesofmalfolly at gmail.com. Oh, and one last time, you can find us online at www.talesofmalfolly.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.